You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And hello and welcome into the Braves postcast. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastriani with you here on Locked On Sports Atlanta after what was a very big game for the Braves offense, a great game for Kyle Wright on the mound, and a series sweep, a season series sweep of the Pittsburgh Pirates for Atlanta. So basically, spoiler alert, a lot of things went right, and we're going to talk about all of them here on the Braves postcast. Before we get started, though, I want to remind you to subscribe on YouTube to Locked On Sports Atlanta, turn on those notifications so you'll get those alerts every time we drop a new episode. And make sure that you are subscribed to Locked on Braves wherever you get your podcast. Well, Jake, we talked about the importance of figuring out a way to play better in day games, figuring out a way to play better in series finales, figuring out a way to sweep teams when you're in position to do so. The Braves went through and checked every single one of those boxes, and they really finished it off in grand style on a Wednesday at PNC Park. Yeah, you talk about a stress-free win. This is about as stress-free as they get. And honestly, Kyle Wright, the way he pitched, weren't many stressful innings for the Atlanta Braves in this game. So exactly what you want to see, like you said, kind of exercising a lot of demons that they had this year in day games and series finales. Uh, Great to see that happen, finish off this sweep. Absolutely it was. Kyle Wright was setting the tone on the mound. The Braves offense, meanwhile, a couple of big innings, one of them that was kind of left open for them to walk through the door thanks to a Pirates error, but you'll take all the runs you can get. And when it came to late in the game, Atlanta certainly added on to win this thing. 14 to two was the final score. So let's talk about this. The 126th game of the year. That's right. We're coming right down the stretch here as we approach September and the Braves close out this three game set against Pittsburgh, improving to 78 and 48 on the season, 14 runs, 14 hits, no errors, nine men left on base for the Braves. Pirates 47 and 77 now, two runs, six hits, three errors, and six men left on base. Both their runs coming in the ninth inning. They were that close to being shut out. And who knows, if Kyle Wright was allowed to go back out for the final couple of frames, it might have been a shutout. Either way, Kyle Wright picks up his major league leading 16th victory of the year. He's now 16 and five. He's the third pitcher in MLB to reach the 16 win plateau. Mitch Keller takes a loss. He's four and 10. No save in a game that lasted three hours and eight minutes in a crowd of 12,060. We're on hand to see it. Uh, I think we always start with the starting pitcher, and typically that's a good place to go, and that's something that you know we keep as a theme here on the show. So we'll do that, but I don't want to make the offense sit in the back seat for too terribly long because we got a lot to parse through when it comes to that. But Kyle Wright was so efficient on this day, seven innings of shutout ball, one walk, two hits, eight strikeouts, only 73 pitches, Jake. Were it not for having a 14 to nothing lead, I think Kyle might have had a shot at throwing a shutout here, but no reason to push it beyond the seventh inning when you're up 14 to nothing going to the bottom of the eighth. Yeah, I mean, not only the opportunity to throw a shutout in the Braves' first complete game of the season, which they almost did in back-to-back games. I think yeah. Green could have gone, you know, nine the game before, but Kyle Wright almost had the opportunity to throw a Maddox. I mean, he was mm-hmm. at 73 pitches. I mean, he was cruising along. I think part of that had to do the Pirates just frustrated. I mean, they were going out there just swinging at everything, mm-hmm. but a lot of it and to do with Kyle Wright and his pitches and cr- creating a lot of, weak contact you know average x velocity against of just 81 miles per hour Mm -hmm. i mean he is just up there mixing his pitches up well thought he did a great job really inserting that change up later in the game he got six swings and misses on 10 swings against his change up so that became a pitch for him later in the game that i think he was actually just kind of you know playing with a little bit and working on some things i mean his curveball was so good early and he just really started to mix that change up in a little bit later in the game but 
starting pitching in this series, you know, I mentioned it, you know, Oda Rizzi having his first real good start with the Braves, Max Freed, you know, like I said, probably could have gone complete game mm -hmm. the day before if he wanted to. And obviously, if not for a seven run top of the eighth inning, I think Kyle Wright would have gone back out there and finished this one off. Yeah, I think you would have too. And I think with that changeup, it's great to see him utilizing that because you're always going to want to have one more wrinkle in that arsenal, one more pitch that you can go to. And that's something I think that Kyle has done so well over the last couple of years is develop his pitches and be able to throw all of them with conviction. And going back to the curveball, obviously that was a big change for him and everything seemed to be working on this day. Whether it was a breaking ball, changeup, fastball was touching 97 miles an hour. So if you wanted to check in on the level of fatigue that Kyle Wright was feeling, on Wednesday afternoon at PNC Park, it would be pretty low on the scale. He was throwing a great game. It might have had a chance for a complete game, but again, you score seven more runs in the eighth inning. That kind of put it out of reach, and the Braves had two touchdowns on the board at that point, so maybe give Kyle Wright a little bit of rest. But before he was done there, or as he was done, that's six consecutive days for the Braves with quality starts out of their starting pitcher, something that they had been looking for quite a bit, especially on the recent road trip and that disaster of a series against the New York Mets. The Atlanta Braves rotation has answered a lot of questions since then and been looking great here over the past week, especially. We'll talk a little bit about what the Braves offense was doing because they got started early and they did not stop until the late innings of this game. want to tell you, though, about Coffee AM, the official uh, sponsor of the Braves postcast. Coffee AM is an Atlanta-based uh, small batch coffee roaster. And if you go to coffeeam.com slash locked on today, you can get a full look at their menu. They've got coffees, teas, and gift sets, all kinds of great stuff at coffeeam.com slash locked on. Use the coupon code Locked On. You'll get 15% off your first order. Coffee AM is the best small batch coffee roaster in America. Now, the Braves offense got started early in a way that they like to get started, and that's with a home run. It came from William Contreras in the second inning. It's his 17th home run of the year, and at that point, Jake, 238th at bat of the season. A home run every 14 at bats. I did the math. If he gets 600 at bats in a season, that's a pace for 43 home runs. So if you're wondering what kind of slugging exploits William Contreras has been up to this year because he's hit a lot of home runs in a limited amount of playing time, that should pretty much let you know that power is very real, and it showed up early, and it got the Braves started. Yeah, it did, and I thought it was a fantastic swing. I mean, it was a pretty nice slider down and mm -hmm. away, and he sat back on it and absolutely crushed it out to center field. I mean, I feel like there's themes that we continually bring up on this postcast and i talked about on the podcast one of those yesterday max freed going out doing ace things yep. the other is the catching duo of travis darno and william Contreras, and what they've just continually done all year it really is amazing again thinking about what william Contreras has contributed the guy became an all-star this season i mean he's at somehow. 17 home runs yeah somehow from some <laughs> some announcers out there still can't believe it but uh, i mean just an incredible season what he has been able to do and again I, you know, that swing on that pitch, I just thought was absolutely yeah. incredible and shows the type of hitter that he is, the type of power that he has. You know, the, it's just more of the same from William Contreras, my guy, Wild Bill, with the home run that gets the Braves on the board early. Then things got a little bit more interesting in the fourth inning. And Mitch Keller, who lost this game for the Pirates, I would say that he deserved a better fate. I mean, the Pirates almost got shut out in this game. The Braves did go on to score a whole bunch of runs against the Pittsburgh bullpen later on, but there was an error made by Josh Van Meter at first base that really opened the door for the Braves to have a big inning, and that's exactly what they did. They scored five times in that fourth inning to make it a 7 to nothing game at that point. But, you know, you've got to be an opportunist. If somebody's going to give you that chance to have another out in an inning, a couple more outs in an inning, then good offenses are going to do what the Braves did, and that's kick that door down once it's left just a, slightly, a slight bit ajar, and the Braves scored five times in that inning. So let's go up and down 
uh, kind of the um, the box score here to look at what some of these offensive exploits were. Some of it happened later in the game, but how about Matt Olson? A grand slam for him. He's three for five, two doubles, that home run, knocked in the four runs, obviously, and he has been an absolute RBI machine for the Braves. This guy had 17 runs knocked in in the first 49 games. Since then, he's basically averaged a run knocked in per game in his last, what, 76, 77 games. This guy has started becoming that force in the middle of the lineup that the Braves went out and got him to be. Yeah, I mean, and you look at the extra base hits, you know, 39 doubles, 27 home runs now. I mean, I don't, I'm sure there's not too many times somebody's done 40 doubles and 30 home runs, but he's on the verge of getting that done. And really, you talk about, I know he's batting second a lot earlier in the year. You moved him back to three for a while. Now he's pretty much settled into that four spot. And I think that's really where he kind of fits right now when you talk about the RBI totals and him being you know, driving in that number of runs. So, you know, he's giving you exactly what you need him to give you, and that's power, driving in runs, exactly what you're hoping out of Matt Olson, and he'll take a walk, leads the team in walks mm-hmm. as well. So, I mean, really just kind of doing a, a little bit of everything for the Atlanta Braves, but it's that extra base potential. Two more doubles today with that grand slam uh, that really kind of makes Matt Olson really special in this lineup. It absolutely does, and you add all that stuff up, and it becomes the player that the Braves were looking for, someone who's patient at the plate, who does have that extra base hit ability, that home run power, the ability to drive in runs, and I feel like the defense, as the season has gone on, there were a couple of plays here or there that just kind of made you wonder what was happening, but I think Matt Olson, especially over the last month or so, has looked a lot more like that two-time gold glover that the Braves went out and acquired as well. Uh, In this game, Olsen, three out of five with the four runs knocked in, the grand slam. He's only the 45th man to hit a home run into the Allegheny, so it hit it all the way over the right field stands. First Braves player to do that. William Contreras, meanwhile, he hit his a little bit straighter, uh, just about as far, though, I would say. Two for five. The home run is 17th of the season. Dansby Swanson, two for four. Ronald Acuna, one for three. A couple of walks on base three times. Scored a couple of runs. Robbie Grossman with a three-hit game. This was up and down the order here, Jake, where – the Braves lineup was really just keeping that line moving, and it wasn't all the home runs. Yes, you got a grand slam for medals, and yes, you got a two-run homer from William Contreras, but there was a lot of just doing exactly what a good lineup needs to do, and that's manufacture runs with hits of all shapes and sizes. Yeah, I think maybe the craziest thing about this game is Von Grissom didn't get a hit. I mean, as as great as that kid has been, and I mentioned it, eight multi or eight multi-hit games in his first 14 big league games, and then all of a sudden the offense scores 14 on 14 hits, and he doesn't get one. But yeah, it you know they've talked about it all over the broadcast for a while now. What this lineup does, you know, when you compare one through three, you know, four through six, seven through nine in this mm-hmm. order, just up and down, getting it done. But what I've really taken away here. And I tweeted this out and kind of update these stats. Over the last 41 innings, they've scored a single run in an inning just one time, which is pretty crazy. And you think about it, they scored multiple runs in nine of those 41 innings. So when they're getting it done, they're getting it done in bunches and they're taking advantage of those opportunities. You mentioned the error the Pirates made. They take advantage of that. You know, they get a couple of walks. They take advantage of that. So, you know, that's really just it's been an opportunistic offense here over the last, you know, couple of days and several games that they've had where, you know, you you open up a door and they will knock it down and it won't just be one run. It's going to be multiple. Yeah, we found that out in that eighth inning, that seven run frame, the grand slam for Matt Olson, his 27th homer of the year came right after Austin Riley took one off the hip with the bases loaded to drive in a run. And then it was Olson just hitting the. Uh, the dagger, if you will, there at the end. A big home run for him, a big day for the Braves' offense as they beat the Pittsburgh Pirates 14-2, to sweep of the three-game series, and the Braves sweep the Pittsburgh Pirates in a season series because, remember, they swept that 
uh, set back in Atlanta a couple of months ago. First time that the Braves have swept the Pirates in a season series ever in the matchups between two of the older clubs in the National League, if not all of baseball. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the Braves also 30 games over 500, Jake, for the first time since the close of the 2019 season. That was a club that was really firing on all cylinders, won 97 games. This looks like a club that is firing on all cylinders right now and has a chance to push 97, maybe 100 wins if they can keep this up and if they can run through the schedule, which will start to get a little bit tougher beginning a little bit later this week. We're going to get you set up for the three-game series. It starts on Friday night up in St. Louis. Before we do, though, I want to tell you about betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games with reviews and news for every league, MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and golf as well. Head to betonline.net today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the action that's happening. BetOnline is where the game starts. Now, the Braves are going to face much stiffer competition as they roll into St. Louis for a three-game weekend series with the first-place Cardinals of the NL Central. This is a club that has an MVP-caliber player in Paul Goldschmidt, who's flirting with a triple crown. They have Albert Pujols, who has become more than just a nostalgia signing for this club. He's been the hottest hitter, I think, in the National League over the past week or two. That's been pretty exciting for the uh, Cardinals. The Braves pitching staff will be tasked with slowing some of these guys down. The Braves are off on Thursday, so game one is Friday night. It's Spencer Strider, 7-4 and four on the season. Jose Quintana is 4-5 and five on the year. 8.15 p.m. Eastern time at Bush Stadium, the first pitch. Spencer Strider threw pretty well against the Cardinals last time out. He was striking just about everybody out first time through the order. I would say the Braves and Spencer Strider would love a repeat performance of that to get started on the right note at Bush Stadium on Friday night. Yeah, certainly would love to see that from Spencer Strider going up against, like you said, a really hot Cardinals team and uh, Albert Pools. I mean, I think he's one of the best stories in baseball right now with what he's doing and, you know, approaching 700 home runs, just been on a tear, but he's mostly going to face lefties. And I don't know that we'll throw a lefty at them in this series, at least starting wise, unless they right. push back over Rizzi and let Freed start on Sunday. But either way, as far as Strider goes, I mean, uh, look, he's, He's up there right now. You look at a postseason rotation looking ahead. Yeah. It's a tough, tough call for Brian Snicker because yeah. what Kyle Wright did today, and obviously you have Max Fried and Charlie Morton up there at the top, but Spencer Strider's been just as dominant. And typically, you know, dominant style pitching plays better in the postseason. So uh, you know, I think he's kind of just building up that that resume for what do you do with him once it comes to postseason but try not to look too far ahead like you said the cardinals a good team and it's a good test for the braves yeah they played great they swept the pirates but you know the pirates one of the worst teams in baseball i think you're gonna have to turn things up a notch here as you go against this cardinals team and a team that you could face again in the postseason yeah this is potentially a postseason preview you're absolutely right i mean you're going from facing a team that is 30 games under 500 in the pirates and the Braves being 30 games over 500 themselves, that's about as much disparity as you can find. You will not find that in St. Louis, where the Cardinals have been running up the division standings and taking it over from the Milwaukee Brewers here in the past few weeks, and especially since the All-Star break. The Cardinals have really been coming into their own. Again, it's Spencer Strider and Jose Quintana, the lefty on the mound for the Cardinals. First pitch at 8.15 p.m. Eastern time at Bush Stadium on Friday night. Now, the Braves are off on Thursday. The, the New York Mets, We'll begin a four-game series against the Colorado Rockies, and heading into Thursday, the Braves are a game and a half out of first place in the National League East. So something that bears watching as the Mets start their series with the Rockies, the Braves will be looking to see how that plays out. And then, of course, their sights will be on the St. Louis Cardinals this weekend. 
We appreciate you joining us here on the Braves Postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. As always, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. He's Jake Mastriani. I'm Grant McCauley. Once again, your final score on Wednesday afternoon at PNC Park. It was the Braves 14 and the Pirates 2. Atlanta with the sweep and now heading into the weekend against the St. Louis Cardinals. We'll look forward to talking to you then as the Braves and Redbirds start out that three-game series on Friday. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacy Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 